Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know this fucking deal we're about to take? Barring us from the podcast industry? Barring us from BSH? Well, we're not leaving! We're not leaving! We're not fucking leaving! <laughs> I love... <laughs> that was well done. Thank Chase, you. Thank Chase, you. Chase, Chase Utley, I think, would be a fan of that. Chase Utley would be a fan of that. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing The Wolf of Wall Street here, which isn't even my favorite Scorsese yeah. film by a, a mile, but uh, everybody loves the I'm not leaving part. I'm not leaving. I'm not like, leaving. I, I knew it was Wolf of Wall Street, but like for some reason, my mind immediately went to Chase Utley. World, World. fucking champions. <laughs> you know, he is the man. He is the he man, is the Chase man. Utley. Yeah, forever and ever. But yeah, let's... Uh, in case you hadn't heard the news, and I'm sure you probably have, everybody and their mother seems to have pretty much heard it, uh, Vox has given the old axe to most of its hockey network, except for six blogs that they picked out of a hat for yeah. some reason. It certainly seems that way. But they uh, they said bye-bye to most of the hockey blogs, supporting the hockey blogs. But guess what, folks? It don't mean jack shit to us. It doesn't mean anything. We're just going to keep doing what we've always done. And that's bring the tangy takes. That's podcast uh, reluctantly about the Philadelphia Flyers and try <laughs> to do that as little as possible. We're going to talk about Flavortown. Flavortown's going nowhere. The donkey sauce is being brought. This means nothing to us except for, you know, a little as financial support. But we'll figure all that shit out. OK, that's tomorrow's problem. And at least for the next month, nothing will be affected. Okay, putting out podcasts like we normally would, and next month business as usual. After that, we'll figure it the fuck out. But guess what? We're not going anywhere, folks. The podcast will go on. The show will, in fact, go on. I yeah, it's it's a weird. Uh, this is a really weird time because I never thought this would happen. Like I knew that there was the possibility that this could happen to some SB Nation sites, but I never thought this one would be the res would be in impacted by something like this. You're not alone on that front, my friend. You are absolutely not alone. It doesn't really make any sense. Why? This is the most, one of the most, one of the top performing hockey blogs on SB nation. I think it's eyes on the prize, broad street, hockey, Pennsburg, um, and a couple other ones that do really well. And like, none of them are staying. Except Pennsburg. Pennsburg, I think. Pennsburg is, is staying. Which, um, that's the only one that makes sense out of the list I was provided. Does. Yeah, that's the only one that makes even something, like, some semblance of logical coherency. Like, it's just, yeah, everything else, like, I don't know. Say, I, say what you I don't want to. I don't want to say anything about the other blogs, because they do, do no, a they great, do great job. Work. They do great um, work, yeah. But, yeah and say what just, you will about the other side of the state about all the coleslaw that they unnecessarily stick on sandwiches, along with French fries, a side dish, mind you, two side dishes, just keep them away from the sandwich. And the yellow mustard bridges and the obsession with Heinz, 
forget all that. They're great hockey fans out there, okay? They're the worst, but you know what? They're good hockey fans, okay? Yeah. So I, I, I get it. But the rest of it really didn't make any sense to me, and the whole thing doesn't make sense. But you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? We're going to figure some shit out. Yeah, we. there's a lot that we're talking about right now. We're discussing a lot of possibilities, lots of ideas. Um, something's going to come out of it. Um, Robbing I'm, many banks. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to rob so many banks, Steve. The, the heists we're going to pull over the next month and a half are going to be absurd. <laughs> it's going to be not like evidence. The, it's going to be like the town. The town. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But pull like a fucking heist. Yeah, we have like there's a lot of options right now for us. And we're going to we, rob Citizens Bank Park. We're going to rob Citizens Bank Park. Um, we are working diligently to come up with some sort of solution here and to keep the community intact as best as we can. Because, um, I mean, for broad street hockey, it's been around what? Like God, 20, not 20, uh, <laughs> 12, 12, at least like 12, 15 years at, at bare minimum at bare. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. yeah. So it's one could we, say it's been around a while. It's been a while. Um, so we don't, yeah, we want to keep this community intact. That's it's cause it's such a special community and, um, I'm ex- eager. I don't, I don't want to say excited. I'm eager for what's next. Um, we're still figuring it out, but we're, well, something's going to happen. We'll see. Something's going to happen, but the show will go on. The show existed before broad street hockey. It will exist after broad street hockey. And again, it could still be broad street hockey. Who the hell knows what we're going to be talking about in a month whatever we're gonna figure it out but in the meantime r.i.p.d broad street hockey and uh and you know saying uh, that sucks it does like i hate saying that like i I really don't enjoy it and not only because r.i.p.d was a terrible movie just just, i I cannot tell you how terrible it was quigs it was just so bad i bet but not fun bad it was just bad just terrible just terrible speaking of fun bad did you ever finish twins I've not finished Twins yet. Jesus I swear to God, Christ. I'm going to. I before swear to the, God. Before the Doomsday Clock strikes zero on this this whole oh, blog, yeah. you need oh, yeah. to finish Twins. We need to discuss Twins. I'll oh, it'll rewatch be. it because it's you know tonight is your night, bro. Come on, we got to finish this. It'll it'll easily be finished by then for sure. Tonight is your night, bro. Okay, you're tonight gonna finish that, and then hopefully, you know, in a month. <laughs> when you finish that and we're doing our farewells and kissing the bait and the, the band is playing as the Titanic sinks into the ocean. We're talking about our joy over an Eagles championship. Okay. And we're, we're going to get to the flyers. Okay. We're going to get to the flyers. Oh, but I can't. We, we can't gotta talk brag. About that. We got to brag a little bit about our Philadelphia football Eagles who are headed to the NFC championship game after smoking the New York giants in just a, a, the most relaxing playoff football game I've ever watched in my entire life. It was really cathartic watching that game. I was sitting there just chilling, relaxing with my family. And I had, we had pizza, some beer. I was just kicking it, enjoying it. It was terrific. I can't, I'll tell you what, Steve, I've got some high hopes for this, for this Eagles team. Like, all right. High apple pie in the sky hopes. Let me say this. I am not scared of the Niners right now. And it's weird because, like, my opinion of Sunday's game oscillates between, like, nervousness and cockiness. Right now, I'm in the cocky, like, thing. (laughs) So the the flyer scale extends to here. You you are, yeah. 
I'm not distraught. But you're not really going as far as the distraught part. Like, you're no, not, not at all. going anywhere near the distraught part of the meter. I'm just flat out. Today, I'm flat out cocky. Yesterday, I was nervous. Today, I'm cocky. And cocky. I'm just thinking of, imagine being Brock Purdy, walking into Lincoln Financial Field, Eagles fans fucking wasted, the entire stadium loudest like the loudest place he will ever be even though apparently Debo Samuel thinks that the 49ers stadium is louder which Debo is does not want fun. that he's just bringing unnecessary heat you don't talk he, that he, trash you don't no yeah that's a it, challenge for Eagles it, fans it really is it is a challenge and I, I I you know foolishness on Debo's part so I, I'll be honest with you like I'm expecting and who knows like Brock Purdy could go the fuck off and just carve up the Eagles defense but what I'm expecting is like I'm expecting him to be fucking terrified like he's gonna get sacked like at least five times bare minimum I'm expecting yeah I'm expecting some crazy shit to happen that game in the Eagles favor and I'm thinking we're going to the Super Bowl I'm thinking we're going to the big game Oh boy, I, I hope these are not famous last words from you. I hope you're not eating these words. You know what? And if I I'm feel wrong, pretty good about it, my friend. I feel yeah. real damn good about it, actually. If I'm wrong, I still can't complain about this season because I didn't expect the Eagles to be even close to this good. Like, I didn't expect Jalen Hurts to be an MVP candidate. I didn't expect Miles Sanders to have a career year. I didn't expect... I, I mean, I kind of expected A.J. Brown to be A.J. Brown, but like everything that the Eagles needed to take a step forward, everything happened. They stayed healthy for the whole season for the most part. Like it's my God, it's what a special year this year has been. And even if they do lose this game, I'll be, I'll be happy. I'll look back at the season fondly. I mean, just to see the strides that Jalen hurts has taken, because I came into the season very skeptical of him being the long-term answer at quarterback for the Eagles about his upside. And man, he made me eat those words. He's been phenomenal. I'm now the number one, number one fan. You know, like I love Jalen Hurts. I get pissy every time I hear Chris Sims talk shit about him because Chris Sims is a moron. He's he's just so stupid. But I, you know, he's turned me into a believer and I love this team. This is such a likable team. And I, like, I even turned the page on Nick Sirianni. Like we talked about Nick Sirianni yeah. and that flower metaphor and how stupid <laughs> it was at the time. Oh. But man, he's been a great coach. He's been yeah. awesome. I really love Nick Sirianni now. I love the fire. I love the passion. I love how much the other NFC East teams fans hate him. They hate him. I feel like such a dumb fuck because when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, I was one of those morons screaming at the TV. What the hell? Oh, I did we that. have Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, Carson Wentz is the man. Why would you do this? I got to say, there were, like those two years where he dr- kick, dragged the Eagles kicking and screaming to the playoffs, that was just God's work. Like I don't know how he managed to do that with the supporting cast ar- he had around him. I believe but, Carson like, Wentz would say the same thing, that it was per- God's work. But he probably would praise God. But basically it's just like, I was one of those people who was like, why are we drafting Jalen hurts? This makes no sense. But Howie Roseman clearly knew there was something going on with Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz ended up becoming kind of a bum. And Uh, kind of Jalen hurts takes over and granted his, his first full year as a starter was, was Rocky at times, but he took such a huge step forward this year. And I'm like, I'm amazed. I can't believe 
how much I loved Jalen Hurts. And Nick Sirianni was – it was the same thing with him. When they hired him, I'm like, who the hell is this guy from Indy? And then, from Indy and who just seemed like a buffoon. Like he, he really did. just seemed like they hired the most clueless idiot off the street. And he's His introductory been... press conference was super cringe. And then the flower metaphors like you were talking about. And now he's like one of the most confident head coaches in the NFL. And I'm just like, holy fuck, I love this dude. <laughs> he's one of those guys like I think I, I would fight somebody in a bar for talking shit on Nick Sirianni at this oh. point. It like, yeah, no. Like, I like, would, what yeah. was cracking me up before the last game was how much his Pizza Hut comment pissed people off. He, <laughs> so Nick Sirianni, for those who who don't know, you know, for the people who aren't big Eagles fans or anything. So Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Eagles, uh, was talking about watching the Vikings-Giants playoff game and mentioned that he had ordered Pizza Hut for the whole gang. And it's specifically because he wanted the stuffed crust pizza. And... I heard two types of shit being given to Nick Sirianni over this. One of them was Giants fans saying, like, you're not taking this seriously. What, because they ate fucking pizza while watching the game? Like, yeah, they were analyzing your entire team during that game and picking you apart, which they did. They did pick them apart. And then the other thing, the other complaint I heard was, you're in South Philadelphia. You couldn't find a better pizza place than Pizza Hut. <laughs> I know. Which yeah. is fair. Which is fair. There are a number of great pizza places down in South Philadelphia. I live close enough to the NovaCare facility and the stadium where I could give them a number of great suggestions. But ultimately, if you want a stuffed crust pizza, you gotta go to Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's the home of the stuffed crust pizza. You're not getting that shit anywhere else. And certainly not, you know, th- that's what, if you're going to Pizza Hut, right? They do one damn thing well. It's the stuffed crust. That's what you're getting. You want to be a fat ass, which they're going to burn off the calories because they're goddamn, you know, football machines. Yeah. That's where you go. I'll be honest with you, Steve. This is perhaps a hot take. I have never liked stuffed crust pizza, like, ever. Well, you're a monster and you don't have a soul, so. (laughs) I've never liked it. I feel like the cheese inside the crust tastes like trash. It probably does, but I haven't had it since I was a kid, so I really can't verify. But as a kid, I love that hot garbage, and uh, who knows? But (laughs) now let me say this about about, uh, Pizza Hut they're like pan pizzas. Fucking rule. When was the last time you had a Pizza Hut pan pizza, though? Probably a few years ago. I probably have not had a Pizza Hut pan pizza in like 15 years. I I loved them as a kid. When I would get, it's been a while. And I like when, and this is dating myself here. Like one of my most cherished memories from childhood was getting a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut uh, with like a part of the reading program from school or some shit. Like you would get, you know, there was a whole tie in there and I would get, uh, one of my best things I ever got was I got from the X-Men animated series of like 1993. I got a VHS tape from Pizza Hut. It's got like Pizza Hut branding and everything on there. I love that thing so much. And like a mini comic book. Oh, the best. I loved it. And just, it was such a treat as a child getting your own personal little pizza. Like this is my pizza. Yeah. I remember there was a time back in like the early, maybe late nineties, early two thousands where Pizza Hut was doing this like like you know how like happy meals come with toys their yeah. pizzas would come with toys too and they were shitty toys steve oh yeah the, the happy meal toys were pretty bad and they were the best of the best yeah yeah so it was not great but yeah like 
those pan pizzas, and I'm talking like the large pan pizzas, rot, especially when you eat them like at the dine-in Pizza Huts, which fucking R.I.P. They like no longer exist now. But and that was my jam when I was a kid. Like, cause that's that was what the we best. would do. That my my dad would take us out to the pizza, hut, the dine-in Pizza Hut, and I'd get my own personal little pizza, and it was great. Yeah, with those like fancy, fancy lights inside, and they had like the uh, the salad bar. The salad bar, and they had those like red, like cups, red plastic oh, yeah. cups. That is something that is embedded in my brain. Are those red yeah. plastic cups? I can like I can see it so clearly, and I just have so much nostalgia thinking about it. Yeah. All right, so I was I, I do want to ask like what would and I saw a lot of people talking about this on um, Twitter. What would be your power rankings of the top um, like delivery? Like pizza chains, like let's say Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Domino's, and Little Caesars. Jesus, this is a tough one because like I haven't had any of these in years. I I probably had Domino's most recently, and it's yeah. not good. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, if we're going based on the nostalgia factor, right? Like based on the last time I really was actively eating these, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Pizza Hut. Papa John's, Little Caesars. I don't even know if I've eaten Little Caesars anytime recently. I can't remember what a Little Caesars pizza tastes like. But I can almost guarantee it's better than a regular-ass Domino's pizza, which I've never been impressed by. Don't get me wrong. I've ordered my share of Domino's pizzas, especially when I was dead-ass broke out of college. And oh, yeah. you know what was delightful? The pizza tracker, which I found out recently was bullshit. But you know what? It was always delightful to follow. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the ranking I go with because I mean Pizza Hut again, I haven't had it in forever, but when I was a kid, that was like the best pizza in the world. So mine is like almost opposite yours. So mm-hmm. mine is Papa John's number 1. Papa John's when it's this not that good anymore. Like the the quality has gone downhill, especially yeah. since he we found out John he was like racist blowhard. Yeah. And I love that picture where he's all like red faced, just he's like, all oh. sweaty and shit. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. John wet. Schnatter is also the funniest name. It just sounds fake. It's a terrible but, name. Like when I was out of college, which is like you know like oh seven oh eight oh nine. And we would like feel like splurging on pizza for the night. It would be like a Papa John's. Oh yeah, it had to be. Like I don't know. For some reason, I feel like Papa John's right now is the king of the delivery pizza chains. Is like, that right? I, 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 I can't. I can't tell you the last time I had a Papa John's. Don't get me wrong. Papa John's isn't good. None of them are good. <laughs> they do have dipping sauce. Though. I'll give. They have that garlic dipping sauce, which I always enjoy. They have that, and then they have. Cheese sticks that are so fucking good. Like, like ridiculously good. Um, so that's honestly a big reason why I have them number one. So I'm putting Papa John's number one. Number two, Domino's. Because... Wow. And this might be sentimental to me because I remember when I was in college, we'd have like our school newspaper meetings every like Thursday, I think it was. And they would order like 10 pizzas for like a room full of 15 people. <laughs> so Domino's was, is like, like the king of free school pizza. Yes, it is. But it was like when you're hungry as fuck after a long day of school and you have like a shitload of dominoes and you're just wolfing down slices. Dude, it's good. Nothing tastes better when you're like hungry, 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 um, hungry hippo. When yeah. th- th- they cut those suckers thin, though, 
So you can house a lot. It's deceptive. You can house a lot of Domino slices, but like they're thin ass slices. See, mine weren't like that. Mine were like mm. cut pretty normal. Hmm. So okay. I don't know. Maybe it depends on the location. Okay. But. Well, we're, we're disagreeing on this regardless. Yeah. Cause I, I, Domino's has always just been an inferior pizza to me. Number three is little Caesars. And this is because little Caesars normally it's like, I would say seven out of 10 times it's going to be shit, but every once in a while they cook it like perfectly and it tastes so good. And there's a little bit of crisp to it. And when they get it right, it's, it's good. It's well, uh, let me say this. When they get it right, it's as it's, pr- I would probably put it number one out of wow. all the, uh, yeah, I would put it above uh, Domino's and, Papa John's. And the thing about Little C's is like, I can't remember what it even tastes like because I've had it so infrequently in my life. And, I, and when you did I, have it, you were drunk. <laughs> maybe. I don't I don't even know if that was the case, to be honest, because yeah. like it, I talked about Papa John's being the fancy option straight out of college. We often would order from this place in the Northeast. I think it was and forgiveness if there's anybody who works there but this place called i think it was station pizza and we used to call it like dirt pizza or garbage pizza (laughs) because it was like it was fine but it was like super cheap and it was like you know what yeah we can get a shit ton of pizza for the little money we have yeah and that's kind of what that's kind of the game you play when you're in college it's just like all right where's the cheapest pizza like i need to live stays up the yeah who stays up the latest like which places open the latest and what which place is the cheapest? Those oh, are the yeah. places. Oh, yeah. Which place is open the latest is, like, that's a, a, a huge, huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, last on my list is, is Pizza Hut. But if we're, ta- if, we, if we're talking, like, late 90s, early 2000s Pizza Hut, that bitch is number one. Easily by a I think that's line. the issue here is, like, I only, because I don't think I've had it. I can't tell you, again, the last time I had any of these. But, yeah, I can't, I don't. Pizza Hut, I'm basing this off of the 90s. Pizza Hut was the shit back in the 90s. And now it probably is shit. But, you know, Craig Robinson does his best. But it's <laughs> it was just so damn good. That's when I have places, because a lot of places, I, I at least know in Philadelphia, I don't know about the country at large, but Detroit-style pizza has become a big deal around here in recent years. And when I have a really good Detroit-style pizza, what it reminds me of, I have my Ratatouille moment where I'm rewound back to childhood and eating a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. So I haven't had, I don't think I've ever had a Detroit-style pizza, and I desperately need to. Oh, next time you come up, bud, we're going to get some. Oh, I can't. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be in Philadelphia. I'm going to be in the arena for um, the February 11th game against the Predators. Um, I was going to go to the February 12th game as well, but... uh, (laughs) If the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Sorry, Flyers. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck not, off. No, thanks. No, that's not happening. So our, our maybe dying website can survive without your your insights on that day. We'll be just fine. Yeah, it'll be, <laughs> we'll survive. We'll survive. Yes, but uh, go, go birds. So wait, before we move on, because you know this is a good transition point for the the Philadelphia Hockey Flyers, who I reluctantly need to talk about. But yeah. as far as the Eagles go, one other thing I wanted to mention. So. It's a 3 p.m. start time for this game. This either means less chaos and climbing up greased poles or more time for chaos and greased poles 
because again this all depends on if the eagles win because if the eagles don't win i know a lot of people always joke like oh philadelphia will be chaos no matter what i think they literally used that joke on snl last weekend but really it's pretty quiet if we lose like everybody just kind of sulks because we're so there's no rioting yeah it's not like the canucks when they lost the stanley cup yeah it's we just sulk we're we're just like you know we're just a little salty and kind of sit and just think about life and how just terrible it is to be a philly fan but if they win it will be mass pandemonium i mean i remember very vividly by the fireworks scar on my leg just how the last trip to the super bowl was but if this is ending at like 7 p.m like are we gonna finish our sunday gravy and then go out are we gonna riot and then go home and have a nice meal like it's so early i i all right my prediction is that it's not going to be as crazy as 20 18 because 2018 it was like the first time the Eagles have been to the Super Bowl since 2004 and like there was just such positive vibes around that team and like we need to see how this game plays out too but like um I feel like it's not going to be as crazy because they just won the Super Bowl and this is an earlier start time but I still think it's going to be crazy like oh uh, we'll see I'll let you know I'll send a report from uh yeah. from Broad Street if uh there is such an occasion because I will 100% go down but uh we'll see we'll see how everything plays out but you know it's it's interesting it'll be interesting to see I think maybe the 3 p.m. start time might tamper things down a bit because it, there is something about having a later game and it being late at night that really sparks that pandemonium. Yeah. No, it does. And then, like, you have more time for tailgating throughout the day. People are getting drunk before the game and then during the game. And for this, like, people like who are going to want to tailgate, they'll have to get there, like, in the morning, kind of. Well, it was crazy with the Giants game because that was an 8 p.m. Saturday game. Yeah. And people bought Wings tickets, Philadelphia Wings across <laughs> No one even went to the game. Just to tailgate early. Yeah. I'm sure that was a sellout game for the Wings, probably. Hey, you know, I'm sure they'll take the revenue. I, I mean, they should have gone to the game because Wings games are a great time. I've been in a minute, but W-I-N-G-S Wings, baby. I, I, I love going to a Wings game. Always a good time. W-I-N-G-S Wings, Wings, Wings. I think it's just W-I-N-G-S Wings. I, I forget exactly how it goes. It, it, it's just like Pizza Hut. It's been a while since yeah. I've been to a Wings game. But they're cheap and they're super fun. And I don't know if they still fight, but they used to fight. All this talk about Wings makes me hungry, Steve. And that brings us to our great sponsor, Wingstop. It's not Wingstop, but we're not eating. Wingstop. All right. Where is Wingstop getting all the funding for these commercials? Because I've never had Wingstop and I've never met anyone who's had Wingstop. I believe Wingstop I've had Wingstop and I believe it's given me the poops every time. I will never have Wingstop. Buffalo There's no Wild need Wings to have Wingstop because <laughs> sure I'm not going to Buffalo Wild Wings either. I have like 20 great pizza places in my neighborhood. Much like yeah. I'm not ordering Pizza Hut. I have a ton of great pizza places that will give me high quality wings or chicken tenders or something like that. Don't get me wrong. Buffalo Wild Wings isn't good. But there's there's something uh, there's something about it, something special in my heart that I don't know. <laughs> That's there's a special place for it. It's definitely something in your heart from it. Yeah, it's probably cancer. <laughs> Jesus, what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's called cardiovascular uh, uh, disease. I don't know, but that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, that, there it is, right there. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I like it. Well. 
that hurts your heart. But you know what else hurts your heart? The Philadelphia Flyers, who are a team that just keeps piling up points. You can't really make any rhyme or reason from them on a given night. I don't even know if I want to talk about the hockey stuff today. Like, what is their... I don't know. They just continue to be a conundrum. It's it's frustrating that, um, you know, it was reported by Charlie earlier, uh, like a few weeks ago, that, like, the Flyers were seriously considering, like, making a change at GM. And now that's not happening. Like, and I'm scared. I'm truly oh, I'm scared. terrified. Like, I'm terrified. Because I do not want him in control of the trade deadline. Like, he's going to be the one making the trades at the trade deadline. Oh, and- I, I've been convinced that he would last through the trade deadline since early this season. Mostly because, and like, the, the torts hire is such a desperate, like, please help me keep my job higher. Yes, that's and what it was. it's working out that way. And I'm just convinced because this team has had the limited success that they've had, that his job is safe through at least the season. My concern is, because I didn't want Chuck, I was like, okay, I've relegated myself to he'll stay through the season, but he could be gone by the draft. And now I'm very concerned that he will be here through the next offseason. And that's no bueno. It, I think he'll be here into next season. Like, I'm really, I'm starting to think that way. And that is a nightmare. Like what kills me is that like, how can the flyers be so close to being like, yeah, we need to fire this guy. Like they were so close to making a change. And all of a sudden it just feels like he's going to stick around until now. Like it's such a drastic change. Um, and who who knows? Like maybe something could happen and, you know, in the offseason, they're going to be like, yeah, we need to make a change or whatever. I don't know. Like, maybe if they miss the playoffs this year, they're going to be like, okay, maybe that will be enough for them to say, yeah, Chuck, it's, we're going to make a change. And they should miss the playoffs. Don't get me wrong on that front. Like, if they, if they make the playoffs, I will, I will be so angry. Like, I will never be more <laughs> angry about one of my teams making the playoffs. They shouldn't make the playoffs this year. It's that I, simple. I can't see it. I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening either, but they're not as far away as you'd like. They are currently... Okay, so it looks like Pittsburgh and Washington put a little bit of space between. So currently the Flyers are just doing basic math. Eight points back of... Yeah, that's eight. Okay, that's how math works. Eight points back of the Capitals. Uh, They've got a few teams in their way. And the last two games didn't help the Flyers as far as trying to make the playoffs. It did help them in not making the playoffs. Uh, they lost three to five to three to the Winnipeg Jets, and in overtime four to three to the LA Kings. I'm, I'm sad yeah. they still got the loser point, but they were ahead in that game, and the Kings had to tie them up to go to OT. So you know, had that going for them. And by the way, can we take a second to really appreciate that dive job by TDA to try and draw the penalty in overtime? That- that was why, like the fact that he was like sticking to it after the game. He's like, that was a clear penalty. It's like, I'm looking at the replay. You just fell down. Like, dude. And Torts even came Tortorella, out was just like, yeah, yeah. came out. He's like, that is not a penalty. You need to skate. That's not a penalty. He said that. He got up like, and I love James Harden and Joel Embiid, but he got up like he was James Harden and Joel Embiid going like, come on, where's the foul? Because it seems like every other play, Harden and Embiid are kind of getting up looking for a foul. Right. Speaking of the Sixers, uh, Ben Simmons sucks. Ben Simmons right sucks. Right now, as we're He's speaking. He's a bum. 
Right now, as we're speaking, as we're recording this, Ben Simmons is facing Joel Embiid. I kind of wish, number one, I wish I was there because I'm sure it's hilarious, hilarious. in the far yeah. tonight. <laughs> like, I'm sure there are just top-notch insults being tossed around. I kind of wish I had found a way to bet on him scoring zero points in this game. Yeah. that Actually, yeah. let's see if he scored any to this point because who knows? Because I've seen him score zero points in a game and it's very funny when he does because... He just, he's still doing the shit where he refuses to, to shoot and refuses to take opportunities, you know, like clear open opportunities. So yeah, he's got zero points and two assists and we're about, eh, we're a few minutes into the game. We're in the yeah. first quarter, so we'll see what happens, but he's a bum. He stinks. I'll hang up and listen. But back to the Flyers. Um, I guess. But yeah, yeah TDA <laughs> with a, a clear, just like. You know, you tried, bud. You got to get back. You got to get back and actually play defense, which, I again, I, I have many, many thoughts and opinions on uh, Mr. D's nuts over here. But one thing I think we can all agree on is his offense has been very good, and his defense, which is his position, mind you, has been an atrocity. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely terrible. And, like, it's been worse than, I think, we thought it would be. Yeah. Which we've said a couple years in a row now at this point. We've said that about Eric Gustafson, now Washington's like number one guy, which is hilarious. And not number one, but he's getting a lot he's, of minutes there yeah. and it's it's wild to me. And then Keith Yandel. Well, and then like he's putting up points, which is, you know, good and all, but like his defense is horrible. Like you would have gotten this exact same production from Shane Goss's bear. And it's just, it all circles back to that bizarre fucking trade they made getting rid of ghosts and then giving away all those assets to get Tony D'Angelo. It's like the difference between the two is so marginal. Like why, why even bother making that move? And well, that, you see there is another... a bias for action on this front office. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're going to make a move like that, pick up a defenseman that would make sense on the team and that like, the, like a player that like, could fill a role that the Flyers don't currently have. But you see, he's right-handed. Oh, how could I forget? He's right-handed, and so is Rasmus Sosterlinen, and that makes both of them infinitely more valuable. And that's how you win championships, Steve. Hey, Risto's scoring goals now. Just wait until you see him in the playoffs. I gotta say, when, when Risto does something good, it's really funny. Like, I enjoy it a lot, and I laugh quite a bit. Like, when he scored that like breakaway goal shorthanded his first goal of the season. I was losing my mind. I was like, no way. And then like minutes before his, uh, um, his first goal of the season, he laid a, like we joke all the time about how his hits aren't even really big hits. He had a huge hit on, I can't remember who it was. Um, but I, I believe it was, uh, Max Jones, um, future former flyer. And, uh, or former future flyer, I should say. Um, I remember so many of the uh, broad suit bully people were like, we got to get Max Jones in that draft, whenever that draft was. But um, yeah, he like decked Max Jones. Um, and then he went ahead and scored that shorthanded goal. I'm like, what's going on here? And then he's scoring last night. And it's like, damn, who is this guy? Time to reassemble the wrist alliance. The wrist alliance. Got to bring it back. Got to bring it back. The Wrist Alliance is coming back. 
Risto has learned his lesson. Torts has taught him how to play defense, his natural position. Although Bill thinks he should be playing forward. So maybe Bill's onto something. You know, Bill Matz is a, a smart man who loves hockey. So he, he knows. He knows where Risto should really be playing. I'm still not crazy about Risto's defense either. but Which is, I'm again, not... is his position. Yeah. I'm not crazy <laughs> about him in general. And I, I long for the day that he's no longer a member of the Flyers. But for right now, if he's going to play, if he's going to do fun stuff every once in a while, cool. Why not? Cool. Why not? Yeah. Go nuts. And hey, you know, uh, Cam York has been playing well, so we got that going for us. He has been. I do. I I gotta say, I had my my doubts about Cam York, but he's got some. Uh, he's showing some promising uh, little signs here and there. So, and plus, he he's still young. He's twenty two. Like he just turned twenty two. So, um, yeah, I think with a little little more experience, uh, a little more time on the ice, I think uh, I think we could see some good things out of Yorkie. It was a little worrisome when he had so many issues coming out of camp, but I mean, it looks like I don't really agree with Torts on a lot of stuff he said not about hockey, but it looks like he was very much right about the hockey player here. Yeah. As far as like what he needed, like I think he really needed that time in the AHL to to kind of learn a lesson here and cool his jets, and he looks great. It really looks like that time was a lesson learned and he has become a stronger hockey player for it. You love to see it. And Cole Caulfield's out for the year. So I think we won that draft. (laughs) Oh God. Wow. Yeah. No, clearly a big win for the Flyers in that draft. It's unfair to compare Cam York to Cole Caulfield. I mean, unless you're bashing Chuck Fletcher, which by all means, please do all day, every day. But Cam York, when you're judging him, you have to just, I'll be happy if he's a regular NHL defenseman on one of the top two pairings. I'll be very happy if that turns out to be the case. I was going to say, I think he's very realistically on the path to become a very good second pair defenseman, which is great. Like I'm that's thrilling. I love that. And also I got to say, I'm looking at his stats his uh, his like NHL.com page or whatever. Cam York is, he's got an amazing head of hair. Oh like my he's god! Got it, incredible it, it, that carrot top there is just unbelievable. Unbelievably terrific hair. Like whatever you're doing, Cam, keep it up. You're doing good. Just the the fire hair on this flyer squad between Cam York and Owen Tippett. Uh, Owen just Tippett. The, this I mean, fiery red hair is insane. I've never seen any. And like we talked about it last week, and Bert, we have to circle back to it. Like seeing it in person, like standing feet from his hair, and you're like, oh my god. It's real. It's beautiful. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. It's, it's real. And it's somehow more red in person. And you're, it's, it's honestly mind boggling to see it in real life. How about that? Cam York is just your average ginger. Just your average. Owen, Owen Tippett's. Owen Tippett's you can see in the dark. Albino, basically. <laughs> honestly. The powder, the Owen Tippett story. He looks like a character from Twilight. From Twilight, yeah, I've never seen because he glows. I imagine uh, I would imagine he's he's some sort of what are they vampires and werewolves? Yes, and is he that pale? Oh, dude, he's never <laughs> seen the sun. <laughs> he's one of those like those creatures that's lived in a cave its entire life. He actually plays through echolocation. If if he ever like, there's no way like if he has a house. 
he has to pay some like a neighborhood kid to mow the lawn because if he's out mowing the lawn for five minutes, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is gonna cook flames. him. He's <laughs> gonna cook him to death. Like he's, game over, yeah. man. No. I love I love Owen Tippett and I'm so happy. I honestly I'm very happy he's a flyer. Like I at the time of the trade I was like, yeah, I would like to get a lot more for Claude fucking Giroux, but now I I really love what we're seeing from Owen Tippett. He's got confidence, he's playing that power game. Yeah, I love I love Owen Tippett right now. I love the game he's playing, but my god, he's straight up just a pale vampire. <laughs> a ginger vampire. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean that hair though is is just ridiculous. It it really is something else. And the funniest thing is like there's nothing he can do about it. I mean he could dye it. Hold on. Before all right, before I dunk on him for his for his looks, I need to Google to make sure he doesn't have some sort of weird <laughs> like condition with his hair or something. Because I'll feel really what, like, bad if he's like <laughs> I I don't even know. I can't even think of a I can't either. Like extreme ginger that's I don't yeah. think that's a thing. I don't know either. But yeah. it, it, listeners, if it turns out that Owen Tippett does have something like that, disregard everything I'm saying because I, I just, I'm saying it out of ignorance. I don't think Irish blood is conditioned in the medical books. No, probably not. <laughs> I'm but, fairly uh, certain it's not. It's somebody with Irish blood. I'm fairly certain, but, but who knows? We were not, we do not have this on the outline of the show to just dunk on his hair and his just overall looks. Um, but I mean, I don't even know if we're do? dunking. I think we're in all of it. We, no, we're not. Yeah, we're really not dunking. Like I'm yeah. looking at this photo right now, and it it glows. Steve, his hair glows. It's majestic. It literally glows. It's incredible. <laughs> well, folks, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Oh, wow. Look at that. Some amazing words from our sponsors while we got them. And let's cherish them while we still have ad breaks to throw this stuff in. Love sponsors. Love sponsors. Now, Quiggs, I'm going to give you a choice. Either we move on to some unpleasantness or we continue to talk about Owen Tippett's hair. As much as I can. I I could talk about his hair all day. But, yeah, let's talk about some unpleasant shit. This This is a Flyers podcast after all. Oh, so yeah. People Although, are here for unpleasant. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. But we need to just address a little bit from our main topic from last week. And that, unfortunately, is one Ivan Provorov. And look, we're not going to be on this a long time, but also deal with it. OK, because we got to talk about it. And, I, you know, I just want to say fuck off to the haters and losers who attempted to troll us. You failed. Uh, you're a bunch of losers. And also just like. I don't know. Number one, I don't care if homophobes, like, I don't want homophobes to listen to the show. Fuck off. Okay. The world doesn't want you anymore. Get out of here. Uh, Number two, I will not apologize for discussing off ice hockey issues. Okay. If it has something to do with the hockey team, it's my show. So I'm going to talk about it. Right. But on top of that, I'm not going to apologize for it. Okay. Ivan Provorov refusing to to participate in pride night is a huge issue and it's not something we could just move on to so many move on messages from just these weirdos out there like move on okay yeah i'll just talk numbers all day yeah i'll just talk numbers that'll be an exciting podcast right we gotta talk about it it's a huge issue and also i'm calling out bullshit that i think is wrong 
Okay, I thought Ivan Provorov was 100% in the wrong for doing this, and I think he was hiding behind the veil of religion, and I thought it was bullshit. So, yeah, I'm going to call it out. I do I do want to say, like, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, because, like, we did pretty... We did make our feelings quite known last week. I, I guess what I want to say is, like, not even about Provorov, because, like, I mean, everyone knows how we feel about Provorov. Like, I disagree with what he did. I think it was stupid. Um... Uh, I didn't like the way he did it specifically. Yeah. I'm not a religious guy. So like at all in any way. So maybe I just don't understand. I have no idea, but I think it was selfish of him and ridiculous and just insane, frankly. Um, But at the same time, like at at this point, like I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not forgetting what he did. Like he's now my least favorite player on the flyers. Like, Easily, I guess. And I shouldn't even say that. It's just, he, he's not someone, he's not someone I'm actively rooting for. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I've got, you know, other guys on the team like that, but you know, we'll talk about him for the online yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like I just wanted to address this one more time because there was more information that came out since we recorded last week that I thought was, it, it warranted bringing up the discussion one more time. Yeah. But essentially that information is that Provorov apparently told Tortorella about a week in advance that he was going to do this. And they told Chuck Fletcher and they might have told people on the business side, but they didn't really communicate well exactly what was going to happen. And it just sounds like a complete disaster as far as the internal Flyers organization goes for for figuring this out, because this really could have been handled much better than it ultimately was. It was bad. It was handled really, really poorly on from everybody, from what I can tell. Now, I do think that some segments, some sectors of the organization didn't truly did not know what was going on. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the people that did know ahead of time, they just didn't handle it well enough. And as soon as you hear something like that, shouldn't your top priority being like, Shouldn't it be, hey, I should probably go tell the PR team. <laughs> like, I should go you tell. You would think. Like, yeah. as soon as Chuck Fletcher hears this, he's like, maybe we should start working on a strategy for this. But clearly, yeah. Chuck Fletcher doesn't give a shit about PR because, I mean, look at what he's done over the past year. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, to me, honestly, the what I want to address the most from last week is just, yeah, the uh, the people freaking out, like, at us for having opinions on this. It's like... Okay, you have an opinion on it too. So shut the like. What are you What are you talking about? Like, and, and granted, most of those people aren't going to hear this because most of them are not listeners of the show. Because we have yeah. fantastic listeners of the show, and most of these people aren't going to ever hear this. So you know, fuck them. But most of them are just people replying to tweets that saw the story. And my favorite are the people that thought this somehow had something to do with Vox shutting us down. Like, okay, yeah, Ivan no. Provorov reached out and said, hey, shut Vox, down shut down Vox. all but six of the hockey blogs. Yeah. That doesn't make was, any clearly. sense. It's just the dumbest people alive. But yeah, like the people, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are and you had a problem with us, I got two words for you. Suck it! That's a that's a DX reference from WWE. There you go. <laughs> Back when I watched WWE, they were my favorite. And as soon as DX went away, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to stop watching this garbage now. And I would just like to refer you to the, the many, many LGBTQ plus people that have healthy, wonderful relationships. And 
I, I hope you just are miserable knowing that these people are happy. So, you know, I mean, I, I would hope that they would not look at it in disgust. I would hope that they would look at it. Well, I mean, I just hope there's, it, I, I, well, no, they won't look at it like that. So I hope they just feel bad. Yeah. I want them to feel bad all the time. But yeah, but anyway, going back to the Flyers issue here. Okay. Because these people aren't worth their time. The Flyers, you got to do better, guys. Like, you cannot be handling these situations like this. You can't be opening the door for these kind of protests. I don't like how Tortorella handled this at all. And he really was, you know, yeah, the I Tort Sassometer was like through the roof here. Yeah, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I assumed that he also, this was like brand new to him. Um, but then, like, I found out that he like kind of, you know, doubled down on what he said and he knew about it in advance. I'm just like, that's not a great look. But yeah, yeah it, it's what? bad like, looks for the Flyers all around. Yeah, he's not totally wrong in the fact that um, Provorov was doing, you know, technically what he did wasn't wrong. Technically, it wasn't. Um, I disagree with it very much, but sure, sure. He, he had every right to do it. So, right. I but guess from that standpoint. I- I don't know. I, I really just, I didn't like how Torts handled any of it. I didn't like his comments to the media about this. Re- and, you know, I know Torts won't give a shit about this, right? He's, no, he he's doesn't, been he's, incredibly yeah. pissy about this stuff. And, and that's his right. And that's how who Torts is. But I, I really wish the Flyers would do better with this. And it's just amazing to me that he'll double down. I did the Gordon Ramsay meme for this uh, about him, like, just being so protective of Provorov here. But, like, he'll just... Like say like yeah, Kevin Hayes got to do better about playing on the ice and just bench him for no, and then not discuss yeah. anything about it. Like it's, I don't know, it's just weird standards here. When someone asked him about Kevin Hayes going yeah. to the um, All Star game, he's like, "Oh, I don't give a shit." <laughs> like uh, it's all it's weird. Very, yeah, it's just it's like a complete bungling by the Flyers organization. But, but you know, ultimately, it didn't matter too much uh, as far as the hockey news cycle goes because the Vancouver Canucks decided to really bungle a situation up for themselves, and they pretty much hung Bruce Boudreaux out to dry while they were openly hiring Rick Tockett. That was that's crazy. Like that whole situation is wild to me, especially like Bruce Boudreaux is the man. I am a huge fan of Bruce Boudreaux. Like. I always watched that video of him in the locker room when he was the Caps coach, um, just giving it to the players in the locker room, just saying, like, uh, uh, don't just think you want it. Go out there and fucking want it. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> he's great. I like, And he was the coach of the Wild for a while, um, and that's when I was covering the Wild for Hockey Wilderness. And so I, I got a soft spot for Bruce Boudreaux. And to see him – he's a good coach. Like, to see him kind of get dragged through the mud like this for no reason is – it's fucked up. Like it really, it sucks. So, and I don't have anything against Rick Tockett. I mean, it's not his fault that the Canucks are shitty, but like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's really weird. And I, I love how last night um, a Canucks fan like mid game threw their Jersey onto the ice. Like I, I don't condone throwing jerseys on the ice cause that's stupid, but like at least the fans are clo- clearly showing their displeasure with the uh, organization right now. Like the, the Canucks are so like we, we talk about the flyers being mismanaged. The Canucks are worse somehow. So they're, they're fucked up. The Canucks are fucked up really bad. I don't know about worse, but they're also mismanaged. They're fine. I, I just thought like this 
this situation in particular was just really bungled and with a beloved coach like the the fan base really did a great job showing their love for bruce boudreau who again like he's beloved around the league players like him fans like him people remember him from the road to the winter classic where he walked into the mall and said i smell food and (laughs) some great moments from bruce over the years And, and it's funny because we had talked about him as a potential flyers hire I think it was last year we talked about this when they let go of AV because the Canucks had hired Boudreaux pretty briefly before that. So very different universe we're talking about if the Flyers do get that higher in. And, you know, we're certainly not looking at John Tortorella as the coach of the team right now. Yeah, no, like I remember the Flyers, like a lot of Flyers fans wanted Boudreaux. And it's just like, you know, I mean, they got Torts, which is like, that's good. Like, Torts is a good coach, but at least Boudreaux is, um, I don't know. He, he's, he's a good coach in a different way. He's, he's, I, I think some people find Torts likable. Like, I, I personally enjoy Torts quite a bit, but, like, um, Boudreaux is also a really, really awesome coach to work with and just watch. He's a funny dude, and he's a great, like, players coach, I think. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is weird to think about how, you know, he was definitely a candidate to be to take over for Vigneault. And then now he's without a job. And this is it's not like he did poor in Vancouver. Like he kind of resurrected the team last year and kind of brought them into contention. They didn't they didn't make the playoffs, did they? I don't think they did. I don't recall. I can't remember if they did. I don't think they did. But if they did, it was like. A one and done thing, but they, uh, I don't know, like Boudreaux, it's weird to think that how, like he was at one point a candidate to be the Flyers next head coach. And now he might not even coach again. I mean, he's 68 years old. Like there's not a lot of coaches that continue coaching into their seventies. So I don't know what's going to happen with Bruce, but hopefully I would love to see him on TV because he would do great. He should just take Rick Tockett's place. I was going to say, that would be hilarious if they just basically switched jobs. Well, and, and Tockett was really rumored for the Flyers job last year. Yeah. So the turnaround here is very funny. Yes, it is. It's very, very strange. Lot, yeah. Yeah. But two of the coaches that were rumored, heavily rumored to be the Flyers' hair apparent, or AV's hair apparent, are now... Hair. Air? Isn't it hair apparent or is it an air apparent? It's air. There's an H. Is it silent? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea. Do you also say military corpse? Uh, I don't know. I've never really said that before. It's core. Military core. I say, oh. I'll say like, like when I would write about the Eagles in college, I would say linebacker corpse, but I knew it was core, like the linebacker core, <laughs> you know? The Marine Corps. Oh, boy. The Marine Corps. Hair. Yeah, hair. 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 <laughs> My heirs, not my hairs. I'm also the same guy that says the past tense of win, like Juan, like Juan Soto. But now <laughs> like Soto, everyone's yeah. everyone's like bullying me now that I like say like ever since I realized that about myself. So now I'm like consciously saying like we won the game, but it feels so wrong to me. We won the game. <laughs> that... <laughs> That brings me back to college where I, I took a TV broadcast and our teacher 
the great Amy Caples over there worked really hard at getting rid of our non-regional diction, which for the most part works fairly well for me, but I'm sure I have lots of slippage and probably things I've never even thought of. But one of the big things with Philadelphians, uh, besides the obvious like water and stuff like that is the, the T sound. Okay. We will do a a D for a T a lot. So like, uh, you know, if I'm just naturally speaking and I say the word Atlanta, like I'll just kind of say Atlanta and not Atlanta or Atlantic city. Uh, so there, there was one assignment where we had to do, uh, commercials. We had to write commercials and then perform the commercial on camera. And one of the other guys in class who had problems with the Philly tea, uh, had done one for hot chocolate. And he got to this one part of the commercial where he had to say a little bit hotter and he overpronounced every T in that little seg, he was crushing it. And then he got to, you just need to make it a little bit hotter. <laughs> and he overpronounced the hell out of it. And that lives rent free in my head. It's like, uh, it's like how you can tell, like if someone's from, like if someone's a hockey fan, by the way, they say Toronto, like some people Toronto. say Toronto and it's like, I-, I say Toronto. And then I feel like people from Toronto say Toronto, not even Toronto. I think they just, Overlook Toronto. The, the first O. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I don't say Toronto. I, see it, I say it like Don Cherry a lot, though, where I just be like, Toronto! <laughs> Toronto! <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the third option, is the Don Cherry. Yeah. Can't g- While you're playing keyboard on your desk, you say, Toronto! God. Have you ever seen the Don Cherry keyboard video? I have. It's amazing. It's still one of the greats. It's... it's I'm glad he's gone though, like off the show. Oh yeah, he's just absolutely just out of touch. Gibberish, gibberish, and I feel like he said a bunch of offensive things. He said about dumb stuff. He's an old. He's women. I'm sure. I'm sure he probably said a few racist things. Who knows? I'm just. I'm just saying allegedly. Allegedly, I don't know if he actually did, but he's an old guy. He was saying crazy shit from the very beginning, like ever since, I don't know the last like five years, he was just saying whatever the hell he wanted. And I mean, he'd been doing the job since God knows when, yeah. at least the early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. But Tirana is always Tirana. funny to me. Tirana. Like, you know, it's just like Tirana. It's like not, there's, there's only one T in Tirana. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Don Cherry, one of the weirdest guys ever. And, uh, you know, good riddance. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Uh, folks, I have one other thing I wanted to, but you know, I'm going to save it for next week. We're going to have plenty to talk about as we wind down this BSH clock. We're going to figure out. Oh my God. We are at an hour already. We are at an hour and I gots to go. Oh, we got stuff to do. I had no idea. He's got to go to the gym. Yeah. 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 I gotta, gotta go pump some iron, pump that iron, pump it up and then watch twins and then watch twins. Of course. Of course. Of course. But go birds, of course. And, you know, until next time, you can still hear us on great podcast services like iTunes, Podcast Lake, Audio Trough, Google Play, Casting Canyon, Stitcher. Oh, look who has a podcast now. Spotify, Three Podcasts and a Baby, and Throw Mama from the Podcast. We're everywhere. <laughs> so, Quakes, a few weeks ago, I had mentioned all these fake podcast services that Craig and I just throw back and forth. And I found the list when I was just scrounging around my Google Docs yesterday. So I was 
pumped that I found that. So I really needed to put that out there. That's, I didn't realize that's where that was from, but like, I actually thought some of those were legit. So you tricked me. <laughs> you thought podcast Lake was real. Uh, who the fuck knows, Steve? <laughs> I, I audio trough. Audio. I think of, uh, I'm thinking of audio tree, which is a, um, like, uh, it's a YouTube channel where they have like bands come and perform like live. And, that's really good. So audio trough. Who knows, man? There's some weird names for a lot of weird little outlets. I, I guarantee you three podcasts and a baby is not real. <laughs> that that one I was like, I don't know what the hell that is, but could be. <laughs> well, it's not real. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not. Uh, but folks, if you have any feedback for us, the best place is twitter.com.org.edu.musk or whatever the hell it is these days. Quiggs, where can people find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. And where can people find us to have a brawl in the street over our thoughts on Ivan Provorov? Oh, I mean, at that point, you can just come on down to Richmond, Virginia. I'm always ready to, <laughs> always ready to throw down. I think Jetro Lot also is a good spot. We could do Jetro because there are no rules in Jetro. Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We could just. Oh, dude. We should go to that abandoned dock by uh, by the Walmart. Oh, where the chicken man yeah. did his thing. Yeah, we'll yeah. Do it okay, there. good, perfect. No cops. Excellent. There. Love it. No cops. No stops. Yeah. Oh, you can find Quigs at Ryan Quigs. You can find me at Estebaum or at Flyperbly. If it's for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbly. Flyperbly is on the Instagrams and on the TikToks and BSH. Well, I guess follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey for now figure out what's going on with those but stay tuned for updates but as i said at the beginning of the show we're not going anywhere we're not fucking leaving so you're stuck with us folks thanks so much for listening we truly appreciate your support and until next time in the words of the great gene hart good night and good hockey wow 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 what is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balky and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.